Hello, I'm going to talk about how to overcome worry. It's something that I think most people have a little bit of trouble with, and therefore it's an important topic to consider in our general series of how to uplift our consciousness, how to make ourselves happier, more fulfilled, more complete human beings, which is what these programs are basically all about. There's an interesting episode that occurs in Alice Through the Looking Glass. You all know probably Alice in Wonderland. It's the sequel to that book by the same author. And because Alice goes through the looking glass, through a mirror that is, um, she sees everything opposite. Everything takes place sort of backwards. And people live in time backwards too. At one point in a, in a boat, one of the queens, I think it's the Red Queen, suddenly cries, oh, 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 she's been knitting. And then and Alice says, well, what happened? She's been crocheting, I guess. And uh, she says, I'm going to stick myself with a needle. And uh, Alice thinks it's very strange to be crying because she's going to do something. But then uh, after a few minutes, the, the queen is perfectly calm. And Alice says, well, how come you're tranquil about it now? She, the queen says, oh, well, I've already stuck myself. Well, this is how worry is to a large extent, that uh, we anticipate something and in the anticipation build it up to be something much bigger than it really is. Usually after you've actually experienced the thing, it doesn't seem all that big anymore. Anticipation exaggerates both fulfillment and disappointment. We need to learn then to, if we want to overcome this, to live more in the present. We need to learn to calm the waves of our mind. And as Jesus put it very well, he said, sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Now, I'm talking from uh, a lot of personal experience on this one. Because when I was new on the spiritual path some 43 years ago, I had all kinds of self-doubt. And it took me a long time to work through that, that uh, kink, you might say, in my in my personality. And I would imagine these horrible things coming to me, and I found that they didn't come. It, it, life managed to take care of itself pretty well. I would, I would find that when a test came, I had the strength to face it, to overcome it, perhaps gradually, perhaps right away, it didn't matter, as long as I kept on trying to overcome. And I found gradually that, that uh, we don't need to worry too much about the future. We don't need to worry about what might happen. As, we, as Jesus said, we've got to put our energy out to do the best thing we can with the realities that we have right now. Now, you know, when you turn on a radio program, if you don't have the dial tuned exactly right, you'll get a lot of static. Once you come right in on the program, it's clear. The same thing with, this, uh, with, uh, with television programs. If your set isn't tuned right, I, I hesitated on that because I don't even know how cable television works, but I'm assuming even with cable television that you can distort the image if the uh, set isn't tuned completely right, if the color balance is all wrong, etc. And so it is that uh, once you've got it tuned, then suddenly it's all clear. Well, worry is like static. 
Worry is like that distortion, which distorts reality and keeps you from being able to uh, see and take care of whatever it is that you need to face and overcome in your life. But there's another aspect to it too, and that is that whatever power you have needs to be brought to bear on whatever it is that you're doing. The mind is like a magnifying glass, and in bringing all the rays of the sun that come onto that glass to a single point, you're able even to ignite wood. The mind is able to burn away its problems, difficulties, uh, challenges. It's able to overcome a great deal, except for the problem that most people have, that that potential energy is scattered over all kinds of other things. Worry is one of the great scatterers of the human mind. Worrying, what if this happens? What if that happens? What if he does so and so? What if this goes on? I, I had a very challenging interview on the radio many years ago. It was the time of Jonestown. And because I'm the founder of a community, uh, Ananda World Brotherhood Colony, a or village, we called it colony or community, and then now we call it village because it's become a village, really. But uh, just at that time was when I had to be on this interview. And so the thought that I had was that, uh, well, he's going to try to draw a, a parallel. And at first I thought of all the different things he could ask and how I would answer them. Then I found that they just became too big. And so I realized what I needed to do was prepare myself just to become calm, be absolutely truthful. Of course I would be. That uh, if I answer with truth, truth is not afraid of questions. And so I came in with myself completely prepared to answer whatever he might like to say. Well, the interesting thing was he asked me one question, I answered it, he said that's a good answer and completely left the subject. It was obvious to him immediately that there was no correlation between these two, uh, two groups. Well, worry could have built my mind up if I had thought about it only on a worry level, if I had allowed myself to remain on that level, which of course I started with, it could have so confused my mind that I could have blurted out the wrong answer. And then he would have start, started thinking, well, maybe there's something here, and started going further and further. If you worry about things, in other words, you really only make them worse. You scatter the attention, and in the scattering of the attention, you may often completely miss the point and go off here or there. Worry is uh, a, distur a disturbance in the mind. Now, how do we overcome it? Well, Paramahansa Yogananda made a very interesting suggestion. He said, go on a worry fast. Now, that sounds funny, doesn't it? But you see, worry is something that seizes the mind and goes on and on and on, just keeps going in circles. And to break that, he suggested that you just, for a while, tell yourself that for one hour this day, say from the, day, the time you get up until breakfast, or from breakfast until you have to leave for work, or whatever it is, for one hour, you won't worry. Just tell your mind, okay, I know you like to worry, you want to keep on with this, but wait one hour, then you can go at it again. And so he said, go on a worry fast, don't worry for one hour. Now one way that he suggested um, doing this was also 
Because when there's, when there's worry, there's always a physical re reaction to that. Specific worries act upon specific organs in the body, block the energy in them. Sensitive people can actually feel a heat coming from these different, these different organs because of something that's going on in the mind. And so there's feedback, you might say, between the body and the mind. And even if you try to make your mind relaxed, the fact that there's energy built up in these organs is sending messages to the mind correlated to this, making you worry or want to worry all over again. And so it's important in the process of trying to banish this thought of worry for a time to also relax the body. So he suggested a very simple little practice to begin your worry fast. And then during that hour, every now and then, if you feel that you need to do it, do it some more. But a way to relax the body and thereby to be able also to relax the mind is connected with two things. One is tension and relaxation. The other is inhalation and exhalation. You know, when you feel worried about something, you, you inhale. You're afraid. You inhale. And fear is only exaggerated worry. When you're relieved, when you let it go, you exhale, don't you? Oh, that feels so good. Oh, thank heaven that didn't happen, and so on. Well, tie these two into tension and relaxation, because when you start to worry about something, you become all tense. When you relax about it because you don't worry, you sort of let go your muscles as well as your, your mind's grip on it. So, he suggested this. And you might try this anytime you want to really relax your body also. Inhale, tense the whole body until it's vibrating, then throw the breath out and relax. Inhale, tense, relax. Do that, oh, two or three times until your body is completely relaxed because in that tension, in making the tension deliberate, conscious, any tension that might have built up in different parts of your body uh, unconsciously as a result of mental attitudes like worry will also be relaxed when you relax the whole body. When you equalize the flow of energy all over the body, it'll be much easier to relax the whole body at once than to think of each little part individually. So. Inhale, tense, and then when you exhale and relax, feel that you're exhaling all worry, all tension, mentally and emotionally as well as physically. Then, he suggested, keep the mind completely uh, without thought. Just don't think of anything. Just remain in the thought of being at rest, being peaceful. I don't mean blank the mind out, but be peaceful. Then, when thoughts begin to try to come into the mind again, think of some happy event in your life, some picnic you were on, some outing to the country, some trip you took, uh, whatever it was, somebody that you met that you particularly enjoyed being with, some happy experience, so that the mind, which abhors a vacuum and will sooner or later try to start thinking again, give it something positive to think. When you've put the other thoughts out, you've prepared a camp, you might say, where new tents can be pitched. 
new tents of ideas that are positive, constructive. So both of those things, going on a worry fast and uh, also simultaneous with that, practicing this, filling the mind with a new outlook on life. Another thing that is very interesting to consider, and that is that our thoughts depend on the level of consciousness we're on. So that if your consciousness is pulled down, then you will be in a depressed state of mind, even if you have no reason to be. But if your consciousness is uplifted, then you will feel inspired and happy, even though you don't see any particular reason for being happy. Because the thoughts that you have reflect the state of consciousness that you happen to be in right now. If you feel moody, if you feel worried, gather your thoughts and lift them up to a higher state, a state where worry thoughts don't normally exist. There's one part of your brain particularly where worry doesn't, uh, doesn't it can't get a hold, and that's at the front of the brain the frontal lobe of the brain. It's when you can concentrate your mind really deeply here at the point between the eyebrows, this is what they teach in the yoga teachings, then you can go into that state of deep inner peace, of ecstasy, where worry simply ceases to exist. You've seen paintings of saints, they're often depicted looking up like this. The assumption is that the uh, Jesus or sa saints or angels or whatever are up there in the clouds. But that's not it. It's that here, the mind is drawn here automatically when the soul enters a state of ecstasy. And that's why the eyes automatically go up. And that's why when you feel inspired, you look up, don't you? You don't ever see somebody looking down and saying, I feel so inspired. As soon as you feel inspired, you look up. I remember seeing a painting in a pharmacist's shop, in a, in a drugstore, of somebody, they were trying to get people to take up a career of a pharmacist. And so here was this young man dreaming of a career as a pharmacist. And how did the painter automatically depict him dreaming of this glorious future? Looking upward. How lovely to be a pharmacist was the idea. And so you see that, that uh, when the mind can be uplifted, then it will not be in a state of worry automatically. It isn't a matter of having to affirm worry. Now, one reason that people worry is lack of faith. Have more faith in yourself. Have more faith in the, in the simple fact that if you do your best, you can't do more. And by doing your best, the best that could come to you will come. And so don't think about anything else. Don't be attached to the fruits of your action, but rather just act in the moment for the best possible, uh, in the best possible way. Another thing is to fill the mind with positive thoughts, joyful thoughts. Most people think that happiness is something that has to come to them by the acquisition of certain things like money or a new home. In fact, happiness is something that you can never have until you produce it in your own mind. You may produce it in your mind by getting that new home, but you produced it yourself. The home didn't do it for you. Other people can look at that home and pass by, passing by and say, thank God I don't live in that hovel. 
and to you it may be a palace. It's you who do it. Whether it's really a palace or whether it's really a hovel doesn't matter. The important thing is that you make yourself happy or unhappy by your own thoughts, by your own willpower. And so calm your mind and just in that calmness be happy all the time. Affirm that you will be happy. Don't wait for the world to make you happy. You'll waste a lot of time that way. Just decide you're going to be happy from now on. Calmness is another thing I touched on, and meditation can help to give you that state of calmness. When you are, uh, when you're in a state of meditation and you feel this great peace come down upon you, all worries just leave you automatically. There's no possibility of worry. The thing is that when you don't worry is when you can do best. And people who do worry find that uh, even in their worrying they attract to themselves the very things they worry about. You see, the kinds of thoughts you have, like magnets, attract the objects of, that, of those thoughts. So try to calm your mind also. In deep meditation, just still the thoughts and offer them up into the infinite silence. Worry will leave you automatically the more you're in touch with a larger reality. Worry is like little ripples on, a, on an ocean. They look like waves even sometimes if you're in a little boat on the, on the ocean. But also on each little wave there are ripples and on each little wave, ripple there are uh, smaller ripples and so on that no part of that surface is there any calmness. But if you fly in an airplane and look down, you can't even see the waves. Even great waves, you might see a little speck of white here or there which tells you that some wave must have broken, but all you see is the surface of the ocean. It may look quite tranquil from high above, and so your life too will look tranquil. If you can be non-attached to the ups and downs of daily realities and develop longer rhythms in your life, learn to realize that day, from day to day things change, but in the longer run, Things sort of even themselves out. If things go bad today, they may get better tomorrow. If they're great today, they may not be all that great tomorrow. So don't depend. Be non-attached. Live in the eternal now. If you want to really overcome on every level the worries that corrode so many people's lives.